Welcome back, everybody, to a special edition of Blake's Take as we come to a close of the NBA half-season mark and we approach into All-Star Game Sunday. We are going to give the NBA mid-season awards from everything from Rookie of the Year to MVP. We will start with the youngest of the awards and the most obvious candidate for Rookie of the Year in one LaMelo Ball. Ball continues to impress with each and every game as his passing is well beyond what people expected it to be, whereas whereas he is showing the glimpse of being a creative passer as his brother Lonzo, who has been a key passer in this league. And his shooting efficiency from both the field and three-point range has continued to improve as the season has moved forward. The 19-year-old prodigy made his history early in his career, becoming the youngest player to produce a triple-double in NBA history. Ball was named the Eastern Conference Rookie of the Month in February after earning the same recognition for the month of January. Inserting him into the starting lineup where he is averaging 20.6 points, 6.6 assists, and 6.2 rebounds has given the Hornets another offensive weapon alongside Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, making the Charlotte Hornets one of the most exciting teams in the NBA this year. LaMelo Ball is an exciting rising player that no doubt is my pick to win Rookie of the Year. On to another obvious choice in the sixth man of the year where we have Jordan Clarkson by a long shot. Clarkson is the NBA's leading bench scorer posting a 17.9 points per game, racking up 646 total bench points, which is 141 more than any other player in the league. Clarkson is the second leading scorer on the Jazz. He is the lightest and it is the highest percentage of shooting at the free throw line in the entire NBA with 96.7%, which makes him a lethal scorer, not being afraid to get physical and draw the foul. And if you do, you're going to pay for it. The man is only averaging is 26 minutes per game, while he's still managing to nearly score 18 points per game off the bench, which is the second highest on the team for the Utah Jazz. This guy is one of the most special six-man players we have seen in recent years and could likely be a key role player and a key starter potentially in the future for this Utah Jazz team who continues to surprise us each and every day on their ability to be a elite team and the number one team in the the Western Conference. Now on to Clarkson's teammate and Rudy Gobert, who is once again my favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year. Gobert could be in line to win his third NBA Defensive Player of the Year award with possibly being the best defensive season yet with a career best 2.7 blocks per game. The Jazz currently rank 4th in defensive rating and points allowed, which is credited, obviously, to Gobert, who is such a dominant presence that he makes his teammates better defensively. With a third award, Gobert would become a, the 4th player in NBA history to win the award 3 or more times. Dakimba Mutombo and Ben Wallace have each won the award three, a record 4 times, while Dwight Howard has won the honor 3 times. Jazz are looking good in these very important in, uh, very important awards, and their roles on their teams are just helping this Utah Jazz team both off the bench, their bench be more successful in the sense of getting their starters a break in Donovan Mitchell, getting him a break in replacing him with Jordan Clarkson off the bench so that they can get solid uh, 
load management and balance that there while still be a, being able to, once they come into the game, at play at their highest, most elite level. And then, obviously, Rudy Gobert is helping the Utah Jazz just overall become a better defensive unit and ultimately the most elite team currently in the Western Conference at the break. Now on to the most improved player of this year who has turned his team around from looking like a tanking team last year to now a playoff contender and fourth ranked in the Eastern Conference. We can only be talking about the one and only Julius Randle. Seemingly out of nowhere, the New York Knicks looked like a playoff-bound contender. First year after head coach Tom Thibodeau deserves the plenty of credit for transforming the Knicks into one of the NBA's top defensive clubs. However, Forward Julius Randle is at the forefront of the franchise's stunning revival. Randle is producing career best in, ter- in points, 23.2 per game, rebounds 11.1, and assists 5.5, a year after shooting a dreadful, awful 27.7 points from downtown. He is now shooting a career best 40.8% from three-point range. Randall earned his first All-Star selection this year as a reserve coach by coaches and has the Knicks on pace to reach their first postseason appearance since 2013, nearly a decade ago. So incredible improvement after the stunning impact Randall has had and how much he has stepped up into a key role in chaining this struggling franchise for nearly a decade we have seen. And as long as I've paid attention to sports, uh, the, the New York Knicks have been a very struggling bad team. And the first time that they will make the playoffs since J.R. Smith was a Nick. So that would be that is awesome to see how incredible Julius Randle is turning that franchise around. And I hope that they can continue. I'm going to buy it that they are going to stay above 500 this season and punch their ticket into a solid middle, range, middle of the pack in the Eastern Conference for a playoff spot. And... Uh, of course, we have great franchises turning around each other and building each other up. But with every successful team, there has to be a strong leader and a coach. And that is exactly what Monty Williams is for the Phoenix Suns. Williams has been a respected coach in the NBA for such a long time, building a winning culture in Phoenix over the past year while also helping make the Suns an attractive destination for players after their 8-0 undefeated bubble run. And they have been very impressive for this past couple for this past year. Although the Suns haven't made the playoffs since 29 and 2010, season, Williams has put together an impressive season thus far and is trending towards breaking that dry spell. The relationship between Chris Paul and Monty Williams is a special one that is forming a great environment in Phoenix, who is currently the second seed in the Western Conference. They are going to be a scary force that is going to be a lethal force to be reckoned with, and as they continue to build up their chemistry with their players and their staff, they are going to be unstoppable. I truly believe that the, ke- the chemistry between between Devin Booker and Chris Paul is just getting better and better, and as well as DeAndre Ayton getting a good defense force in the post, and Monty Williams is just totally building this team into more of a young, I mean, Chris Paul, bringing in the Chris Paul as a leader to lead this team, and as well as young stars in DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker, combining that leadership both from a coach and from an all-time leader in Chris Paul, it is really helping this Phoenix Suns show their true capability to compete in this league. And now, as we save the best award for last, you already know what it is, MVP favorite, my favorite guy in the league. The coldest man alive, hometown hero, Damian Lillard. 
Lillard, who you want to keep taking the shot at the last of the game. His track record speaks for itself. What he is doing to keep the players in this thick Western Conference race without CJ McCollum, Yusuf Nurkic, and Zach Collins could have him no lower on the first on anyone's MVP ballot than first. He is no doubt the MVP favorite for me. Just the amount of true incredible shots he takes in the clutch is unmatchable and how successful he hits them nearly every time he hardly ever misses in the clutch that is why he has the nickname dame time now you could argue that lebron of course every single year has been great in the clutch as well but his numbers are not what lillard's are in the money clutch dame time which is another and another difference is that LeBron has pulled out a lot of games for the Lakers that never have even should have been close for them, while Lillard has hardly won has single handedly won multiple games that the Blazers had no chance of losing coming into the game and everyone bet against them. But the bottom line is is that many MVP cases come down to the line and there's the little differences that make all the all the change and so. I believe that Damian Lillard is that change, and if I'm going to bet on anyone to win this MVP award, it's going to be my man Damian Lillard. I mean, Michael Jordan was in one of the most clutch players, if not the clutchest player we have ever seen to walk the earth, and you can see the glimpses of the clutch moments in Damian Lillard. I truly believe by the end of his career, Damian Lillard will be the most clutch player of all time, above the great MJ. So... That, with that being said, I appreciate all the support you give me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or YouTube. Hope you all enjoyed the midseason awards for the NBA. I will definitely be back after the second half to discuss the winners and my take on who won, who got snubbed just like this year's All-Star Game. And if Damian Lillard's not MVP, I may just throw this mic at the camera. Oh my. But hope you all enjoyed that. I'll catch you all in the next one.